0: I'm really excited for this david unfortunately could not be here due to personal matters so i'm, I'm holding it all down today so hopefully y'all <laughs> enjoy enjoy hanging with me because it's going to be me all day here and we're going to bring up people we're going to go through our mock cold call and the scenarios that we typically go through so again let us know where you're tuning in from where you're at and we're going to dive into this again really excited uh, to, to really dive into how you all can get better at cold calling. And we're going to dive right into this because some people are already volunteering to do this, right? So if you want to volunteer, please raise your hand and come on stage. Uh, we have Ermen going first. However, raise your hand. I'll make sure to get to you the time we have here today. Uh, we're going to do this mock cold calling scenario and and give you some tips. So first and foremost, Ermen, am I saying your name right? I want to make sure I'm saying your name right before we go into this.
1: Um, My name is Erman. Erman. cool. Erman. Uh, I am from Istanbul, Turkey. Right now I am living in Istanbul. So I work um, at Provi, uh, inside sales manager. So uh, I I want to learn some information about cold calling and it's advantages. So that's why I am here today. And I am, con- I am connected to this, uh, video conference.
0: Okay. So a couple questions. So what we do here is we do a mock call call and then we're going to give you some feedback. So could you tell me like what your target personas are just so that i have understanding, cause I'm going to do a role play with you. So I want to make sure that I understand what's
1: happening. Yeah. Um, we are actually, I am targeting, uh, the Uh, the companies that can use our technology. We are a technology company selling selling softwares and um, some solutions, technology solutions. So the persons that I will be in contact with will be CTO, CIO, CISO, um, VP of IT uh, department and sales and marketing department uh, leaders and uh, technical department leaders, IT department leaders. So those kind of people will be my uh, main targets.
0: Okay, awesome. So we have essentially technical buyers, CTO, CIO, VP of IT, and yeah. that's you're doing there. And then when you're, no, that makes sense. You're doing that. So I guess how we're gonna go about this is. You're just going to go with your typical cold calling script. I'm going to be a VP of IT. Your goal is to look to schedule a call with me. And then, you know, depending on how the scenario ends, I'll give you feedback. The chat will also give some feedback as well. And then we'll move on to the next thing, the next person. So whenever you're ready, you can do your ring ring and then we'll get into it.
1: Okay, I'm ready. I haven't (laughs) done cold calling yet, but let's try it. (laughs) (laughs) All
0: right. All right. So, hello, this is Morgan.
1: Hello, Morgan. Uh, I saw that you're working uh, one of the best technology companies in Switzerland. And I thought that maybe you are interested in our uh, technology solutions and technology softwares in order to bring your company forward um, in this modern um, competi- competition world. So I would like to discuss some issues about our solutions, technology solutions and technology softwares um, with your company and with you, if you like.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I need a little bit more clarity here. How are you gonna help me move forward?
1: How um, I, um, maybe I would like to ask your current, um, current software, CRM and ERP solutions. So uh, maybe you are using an old version of ERP and CRM solutions. So we have a very good modern solutions about your, comp for your company. Uh, We have a cloud-based technologies as well. So uh, depending on your current um, current softwares and CRM and ERP systems. I would like to introduce you my uh, software systems and solutions based on this.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, this we, we currently use, we're currently using um, HubSpot as our CRM. Look, I have a meeting that I'm actually running into. Sounds a little interesting. If you want to see me an email, I'm more than happy to check that out. Okay
1: then. I'll be writing, I'll be writing a short email to you about our company and our products and solutions. So, uh, if you have time, uh, this week, I would like to call you back in two days, let's say today is uh, Wednesday. So I would like to call you on Friday afternoon. If you have time,
0: I'm pretty slammed the rest of this week. Like if you, you know, if you want to call me sometime in the morning next week, I can't, won't guarantee because there's a lot of things going Going on, But if you could send me that email, I'm more than happy to review it and then see if there's a potential fit here.
1: Okay, that would be great. Then I'll be sending an email to you right now uh, after this call. And then uh, we can discuss further about the solutions and how we can go further. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Thank you very much for your time and um, understanding. Have a nice day.
0: You too. Bye-bye. All right. All right, everybody. So you can give your suggestions in the comments. I'll give you a round of applause because it's not easy to do a cold call in front of everybody. So I'll give you a round of applause. People as well can, can uh, as well, just give the, give the comments here. And if anyone has anything that they want to add as feedback, feel free to do it in the comments. We're going to have people coming through your initial thing that you came up here for is feedback on cold calling. Now there's a couple things that I want to touch on and, and go into. I will definitely say one key element here that you did well is that you remained persistent. So a lot of people, right. Don't don't do that. Right. Let's just put it that way. So they'll just stop when I say, send me an email or Hey, like I'm busy, right. They'll stop it in the call. You kept going. So I want to give you props for that, right. On that persistence piece. But there's a couple of things that I would definitely point to. So in terms of your, in terms of your intro, so one thing you talked about is helping me move forward in problems that you've seen. One of the best things that you can do with cold calling is address what that problem is, right? Now, you're not going to know exactly what the pro- person's problem is, but you probably have a range of problems that you could potentially solve. So what I would recommend in your, in your piece here is talking about what is the value here, right? What is the value mm-hmm. resolution? Why as a VP of IT should I care? That piece wasn't revealed in the conversation. It was more so just like, I can help you. But it's like, how can you help me? What are problems that other VPs of ITs have faced that you've helped solve? That's one of the Mm -hmm. best ways to start a call. Say, hey, you know, I know that, again, like you said, you're one of the best or top companies we've seen. Um, within the space. Here are some problems typically people fall into when they're within this space. And here's how we help you as a VP of IT. Here's here's things that we've seen other people get some um, advice from or, or get some results from. These are things that you could lead with as part of that intro. So that's one thing I wrote down here is like truly understanding that. Another thing as well is you did a great job following up on the email. This is a question that I would encourage everyone to write down as well in the audience. And this one has helped me schedule a ton of meetings. And for the people that I've coached and trained you know, all across the world, it's helped them too. When someone says send you an email, the chances of them responding to that email is extremely low. Mm-hmm. Like It's like a 1%. I don't know if anyone else in the chat agrees with me, but it's like a 1% chance if you just okay. send an email. Because I'm going to get, as a VP of IT, a ton of emails. A lot mm-hmm. of them. And so one thing that you can do here is to get an understanding of what exactly do they want. So my question that I ask people is, what exactly do you want in this email? Mm. I'm going to say that one more time for people to write this one down. What exactly do you want in this email? Okay. Because when you ask that question, then they have to give me what they want. If they can't answer that question, that means right that they're not as interested as we thought they were. And that gives you context because you're going to stand out amongst everyone else. So again, there's a, there's a couple of things to break down here. My takeaway for you. And as I've been giving you this advice is find an intro that sparks interest immediately and come with value right in the beginning. So I would find out, Hey, for VPs, it, how do we help them for CTOs? How do we help them for CIOs? How do we help them? Then Mm -hmm. I lead my call that way. Hey, Working with the top companies in your space. Here's a problem that they're looking to uh, address. Here's how they do that. And then we talk about it. Right. And then we continuously move from there. And then that question that I just told you about when people ask you to send you an email, I, I don't, don't ever not ask this question. <laughs> right. Cause people, people are going to try to weasel out of it. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, send me an email. Like, no, like, what exactly are you looking for? Right. And that way you can get that piece there. So I know I said a lot of things there. I'm going to stop and see if you have any additional feedback or you have questions for me before we move on to the next person.
1: No, that's all for now. Thank you for your comments and thank you for your advices as well. Absolutely. Let's, let's see if it will work (laughs) when (laughs) I start (laughs) (laughs) golf. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. I mean, you haven't done yet. So it's all good. So like, these are things just to think about and it takes time, right? It takes time to get, comfortable and confident in cold calling it's probably a lot of people yeah. listening in and it took them time right it took me time right first call i made was terrible so it's just understanding like how to spark the interest how to pace how to ask the questions but mm-hmm. i would tell you before you think about any of that stuff go back to that intro and figure out what's an intro that once people hear it they want to keep talking to me not an intro that sounds like a marketing piece that someone's heard before and it doesn't lead to interest so just things mm-hmm. to think about there Okay. Awesome. All right. So we're going to get the next person here. And as we get the next person involved here, I'm going to ask you this answer this question. How do you develop that interest at the start of your pitch? So I think I could. on, I'm going to unpin that. So the key here is that when you're thinking about this piece here, how do you develop it? There we go. How do you develop this? You develop it by reverse engineering the personas. This is the way you have to do it. You have to take a step back and be like, okay, what would get someone to be interested at all? And I like to call these pattern interrupts. What is a pattern interrupt that you could say at the beginning of the call to switch someone's mindset? Right? What does that look like? So one way that you could do it is I'll give you an example. Hey, Hey, Uh, Many of our customers who are VPs of Enablement found that it's very it's it's found that an obstacle that they're currently dealing with right now is ramp time, and I want to see how you're currently addressing that. Right, that is one. Right, Mark said a good one. That was my next one. Is saying, hey, notice a post that you had around hiring more reps. And typically when I see that, that means that they need to have more coaching and training and I help people accelerate their skill set development so that they could get more results as they hire more people. It, what are you doing currently to address that? So you see what I'm doing here? I'm addressing something that is a pain point, a goal, a post, and then I'm asking a question that sparks interest. And now they're going to lean in and get more understanding. So to go back to this question here, you can let me know, does that help answer your question? Yes or no? I could dive deeper. But that's just an example of how you spark that interest. You're you're looking at something that a person's like, wow, okay, that's about me. Or, wow, that post is about me, right? That's what people ultimately want at the end of the day, not something generic because they're like, oh, here we go. So, uh, Peter, use a problem similar pros are experiencing. So, yeah, that's exactly what... Um, that's exactly what you want to do, right? That's the case right there. All right, cool. So let's go and get the next person here. David.
2: Hey, what's going on? Hey, uh, this is my third week watching you guys. You guys are great. Thank you, thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad we made the cut. <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyone else in the in the comments been here more than three times let us know in the chat we'd love to hear that uh however we are here to to break down your calling so the thing is i actually have all your information here so i know exactly what you're looking to call about i know exactly what you're looking to do so appreciate you sending the information over to the marketing team is there anything else that you wanted to add
2: right to what you sent over in your email but i have
0: everything you're looking for so i think we're good
2: yeah it's pretty simple Pretty simple. So, um, I'm in San Diego, by the way. Uh, for those who were interested, and because you want to know where I was from, but...
0: <laughs> <laughs> shout out to San Diego, y'all got your beautiful weather. Oh, this.
2: it's awesome here. It's amazing.
0: Mm. I um, know. I know.
2: Okay. So, ring, ring. Hello. Hi, my name's David Alinian, and my company's Talent Retention Plans. And I noticed you're the chief HR officer for Valley Regional Hospital. Do you have a minute?
0: Yeah, I only have a minute. Oh, David, okay. So you got to make this quick. You got to make this all right, quick.
2: I want to be respectful of your time, so I'll be brief and I'll get right to the point. Is it okay if I ask you a quick, a quick question? Yeah, sure. As you know, skilled workforce shortages are a serious issue for hospitals everywhere. In your opinion, what are the biggest obstacles or concerns that you have regarding skilled labor shortages
0: wow this is, a, this is a prompting question i mean i wasn't expecting this question today uh,
2: uh <laughs> just taking <it> a poll <laughs> uh,
0: look i mean i think i think across the board it comes down to wh- i think people getting paid what they're worth i think that's probably the biggest one that we've seen across the board right now is that you know we're not we're not able to get, I think people across the board, even colleagues have talked about this. They're not able to guild the skilled and highly talented people because the wages are off.
2: Well, here's the thing. There aren't enough people with skills to go around. I mean, there are more jobs and there are people to fill them. And skilled workforce shortages are a significant factor as to why hospitals are closing their doors in record numbers. I mean, last year, last year a report came out 897 rural hospitals were at a high risk or an immediate risk of closing. That's almost half. That's devastating to those communities. But here's what they found. Their costs are too high, their revenues are too low, and they don't have the skilled professionals to deliver care. I mean, and turnover, people coming and going, coming and going, causes all three of those issues. You know, by the way, just so that you know, I wrote a book on this topic. It's called Talent Retention: How to Attract and Retain Highly Skilled Professionals. It's possible that I could maybe give you a few suggestions that you know you could talk with your your uh, your board and your your colleagues that can dramatically lower turnover costs, lower expenses, and increase lost revenues. As I said, I, I don't want to take any time today because it's a lot. But if you like, we could schedule a Zoom call and I could share some ideas and concepts with you.
0: Yeah, I mean, that that sounds fair. I mean, it does sound like a lot. So it does sound like a call would be good. I, I believe that my director of HR would be better for this conversation to start if you if you want to email her.
2: Uh, the director is OK, generally speaking. Well, it's on, in every case. I work with the most senior HR HR person that in the organization, because it's that big of a thing. So, Mm. and this will be, I'll get right to the point when we do our zoom meeting, but it'll be, it'll be 30 minutes. Well-spent. Okay. Uh, I think I'm open to it. Okay. Great. How's your calendar look?
0: Um, like a puzzle piece. I don't know. There's a lot going on. Tetris is not happening. (laughs) (laughs)
2: it's pretty pretty busy okay (laughs) how's how's tomorrow or the day after look for you
0: uh i i could do next tuesday tuesday
2: all right uh you like morning or afternoon morning's best okay let's do early like what time do you get in on tuesday Uh, like like 10 a uh, 10 a.m eastern standard time 10 a.m okay Done. i'll shoot you a zoom link and i'll see you next tuesday
0: awesome thank you david thank you Cool. All right, buddy. You can give your uh, comments in the chat. I'm gonna give you a round of applause. We we'll give everybody a round of applause here. You, you know what it is. So, David. All right, I got I got some feedback for you here. I'm gonna start off with the positives. You're you're really good at pacing. I don't know if y'all paid attention to David's pacing. His as someone said in the chat, the emphasis, the pauses, and did a really good job of. Talking as if he's had this conversation before, which which you have, but but talking as he's had this conversation a lot, which shows that in this conversation, he is the subject matter expert. He is someone that I need to be talking to because he clearly has some insights. And I really love the way that you phrased, hey, I'm going to give you a couple suggestions, right? So it wasn't him like selling me on something. I mean, he was selling the meeting, but he wasn't like selling me on something. He was like, hey, I got a couple of suggestions for you. You want to hop on a 30-minute Zoom call? That that took the pressure off of me to want to hop on that call across the board. So I'm pointing out some things that were very, very key that you all can walk away, whether you're a business owner, an SDR, an AE, or you're about to go into sales. The things that he did here are just fundamentals that can carry you moving forward in all of your CRS career. So I really like the pace and tone. I love the inflections and the pauses. I love the way that you told those stories and, and mapped it back to like your own experience and the way that you close. It's really good. Thank you. Now, let's talk about suggestions. And I saw someone put this in the chat. You can, I, I believe that you could merge those two introductions that you did. So you said, Do you have a, a minute? And then you said, Can I ask a quick question? I think you could have just merged and just said, do you have a, do you have a minute for me to ask a quick question? Okay. And then you could have just, you could have just gone right into it. Right. And that's okay. a small detail, but I like, the, that. I like that. Yeah. Cause in the intro, like your intro is strong and you deliver it very well. I don't think you need the other piece of asking a quick question. I think you could just merge it together and then get right into your question. Cause your question was really good. Right. I was like, well, okay. I got to think about this. Right. And remember when I talked about getting interest, this is not to mm-hmm. you, David So what else? Remember when we talked about the interest piece, David just showed you how to do that. So there was the demo of, of exactly how to do that. He asked the question that led into me opening up because he asked a question about something that I care about. Not to say I'm not a chief HR person, but I like how he spin that. And then he got me back into that conversation. So that was one. And then two, I mentioned this last time. This is an extremely small detail. The email, David, you said let's set up a Zoom, but you didn't clarify the email. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, we don't we don't know yeah. we don't know where this invite's going. <laughs> Actually, if
2: I'm calling you, I have your email or
0: You probably do have the email, but I always tell people let's like, you ne- you never know, right? You always want to clarify that. But that was right. like my last thing. You did a great job. Uh, Thanks. The board. Yeah, Thank you. absolutely. Cheers. It's always, it's always good to double-check everybody. I, I have two data tools at the company that I'm at right now, and I always double-check because you never know. You never know. You can use Cognizant. That's what you should be using it for, and you should do that. But always double-check because I, I've had a scenario where, like, I didn't double-check, invite. They changed their email address, like, a week before to something different, and I I ended up missing that across the board, right? So that's the key uh all right so let's see i don't see if there's any questions in here people want to throw in here if you want to throw in some questions you can put them in the text q a if you want to and i will answer those we have had some really good calls people standing up here so far but i don't see any i'm trying to see if i miss anything y'all i think we had something around gatekeepers i'll quickly address that so when it comes to gatekeepers and I've, I have a whole, I have like a video on this and I've talked about it a lot. And some of you probably <laughs> have heard this before. The best way to talk to a gatekeeper is you have to see them as an ally. You have to see them as an ally. And when you see them as an ally, that's how you're able to get them to convert. So one thing that I'll do is just say, can you help me? Now, again, I, mean, I, want, I want you all to, and, and this might be different in each region too, by the way. So I might have different answers for it. But how I approach it is just say, can you help me? And the thing is, the reason that that works is it's a psychological breakdown. So, what I'm doing here is when you ask someone, hey, like, can you help me? They're more inclined to help you. People love to help, they want to assist. Like, people inherently want to do good. So, because when you ask people for help, that in return opens them up to wanting to have that conversation with you. So now they're like, oh, yeah, like, that's great. Like, can you help? Right. That's going to allow you to then get what you want in return and asking for that person. Now, Peter, yes, I will use the gatekeeper's name only if I get it right. Sometimes you don't get it. Sometimes you just answer this and say, hello, this is the company. Right. And so I don't get the context. So then I just go into, can you help me without the name? Cause I don't need like, I'm not going to ask an additional, like, Hey, what's your name? And then ask, can you help me? I just go into, can you help me? If I get the name, then I will use Hey, Sally, can you help me? And you have to say it in the right way. You, you don't want to mess up the tone here. You're going to say, can you help me? Right. And then that way it opens it up. Right. And then it puts you up for that. So uh, that's the answer to that question there. I see some other questions, but you, Sam, you asked that at the beginning. You you, at, you ask it as soon as they pick up the phone. So as soon as they pick up the phone, you say, can you help me? That's it. And they'll say like, oh, yeah, yeah, how can I help? And then you say, hey, I'm looking to connect with Roger, please. Can you please connect me with Roger, right? I do the double please. And then that allows you to to typically get in front of the person you're looking to get in front of. Now, that's not always going to happen. I want to preface that. I'm not saying this is a silver bullet. You're always going to get in front of this person. You're just going to have a better chance doing what I said than (laughs) other things. So hopefully that's helpful for some people. Peter, if that answers your question, you can let me know as well. All right. My favorite and best pattern interrupt. So I'm gonna answer this question then we're gonna let the next person in. So get yourself prepared. Who's next here? Raphael, I think. Raphael, you're next, so get yourself prepared. All right, so here's the thing. My favorite pattern interrupt is something that some of you may not like. (laughs) I'm just gonna be very transparent. Some of you may not like my pattern interrupt because it may not fit in your style, your region, your language, you you might not like it. I'm just being very transparent with this. However, in me training all these different companies and having all the different coaching sessions I've done, I found this to be the one that people point back to and say like, this is the one. This is the one that's helped me increase my conversion rate by 20%. This is the one that helped me become more confident in the phone. This is the one that got me to be more personable. So I'm just letting you know what I've seen from my own experience and from my own clients However, I always preface it saying, hey, look, like this might not be the one you like. Okay, so this is how I go about my introduction. I will give you an acronym. I'll tell you why it's successful. Then we'll get on to the next person for what you are here for is to get re- some reviews on some cold calls. So let's say I'm calling Sally. We'll just continue to you, Sally. So I go, hi, Sally. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, look, <laughs> I know I'm catching up the blue here. However, do you have a few moments to chat? Now, let's talk about why this works. Okay, There's a whole reason on why this works. And I've done every cold call entry you can think about. I've done all of them. And this was the one that I found that really hit home. And what it's called is the PLA. So if you want to write this down, it stands for pleasant, laughing, arms up. Pleasant, laughing, arms up. Pleasant, laughing, arms up. Why? So first part is, hi, Sally. Thanks for taking my call. Why do I do that? So you talked about what my favorite power up is. How many people, like, let's just see in the chat. Let's just see in the chat. How many of you all have ever gotten thanked for picking up the phone? Yes or no? How many of you have ever gotten thanked for picking up the phone? First thing someone says, hey, Sally, Carla, right? Sam, thanks for taking my call. Curious. Yes or no in the chat. Typically, to get ahead of the answer, it doesn't happen. So the thing is, I'm automatically interrupting your pattern because you're like, wait, I'm going to thank for, ta- for taking the call. Like, what's going on? Your brain isn't used to this, right? So when our brain isn't used to something or we haven't seen something before, we pay more attention to it, right? So I go, thanks for taking my call. And I also didn't mention my name yet because my name isn't as relevant yet. Now, if someone were to tell me that you're, I don't know, the Rock or Liam Neeson or something like uh, unless you're one of those people, it's like your name isn't that relevant at this point. What's relevant is them. So I mentioned their name first. So that's the reason that that works. So that's the pleasant, right? I enter in pleasantries. Second part is the laugh. So I say, hey, you know, I know I'm calling out the blue here. Now, the thing is, what I like to do is acknowledge the scenario. Hey, I'm I'm calling you out the blue here. Like I'm laughing because you could see it as a, as a crazy situation. So I'm laughing with you and creating levity. Now, the key with this is that someone said acting lessons. Yes. You need to practice this laugh because you don't want to mess up, right? You don't want to like sound, I don't know if y'all watch basketball, but you don't want to sound like Kawhi Leonard, right? You don't be like, Oh yeah, I'm calling out the blue, right? You don't want to sound like goofy, right? From goof troop. You don't want to sound crazy. Like the Joker and say, "Ha I'm calling out the blue. Like. You don't want to do that, all right? You want this to sound natural, like you ha- how you actually laugh. So this is like my laugh. Say, so, hey, you know, I'm calling out the blue here, right? I'm creating levity with the scenario. I'm allowing myself to, to make sure that I'm good here, right? And that I'm not all over the place, right? That is the key, right? And so, Carla, that's exactly what I want them to do. I want them to be like, who is this? Because I'm, I'm going to answer that right here. So that's the laugh. So then the last part is arms up. So I do this to... Effectively, when you do your arms up, everything's about body language. So I make myself unassuming, right? I make myself, like, very, like, not aggressive. So I say, however, do you have a few moments to chat? Why do I pick moments? This is my favorite part. A lot of people will say, do you have 30 seconds or do you have a couple minutes? I perf- I don't like those because it pigeonholes you to one thing. If I say, do you have a few moments to chat? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that can mean literally anything that can mean five minutes, 10 minutes, two seconds. You are going to decide as the prospect where you want to go with this. Cause I'm going to, I'm catering towards you at this beginning, right? I wanted to figure out where you want to go. So if I say, however, do you have a few moments to chat? That can mean anything. If they say, yes, great. We could talk for continue. Like <laughs> we could talk forever, right? Because you didn't clarify how much time. So you can't tell me to hurry up because I didn't say seconds. I didn't say minutes. I can go wherever I want. That's why I say moments and not minutes or seconds. And then also as well, Carla, the idea here is you want them to say, who is this? Because now it allows me to get into what I want. And what we call that is an acceptance barrier. So I want you to write this down, acceptance barrier. Essentially what this means is that once someone agrees and accepts to or answers a question, they now have opened the drawbridge or opened the gate or the door for you to talk to them. At the beginning of a call, it's a stranger. They're like, this is weird. The fence is up. But if I end that intro and say, do you have a few moments to chat? And you say, who is this? You've now agreed that you're willing to hear me out. Right? So now I can say, Hey, my name is Morgan Ingram from Cognizant. The reason for my call is right. And I can go into it, right. If we were using that as an example. And that typically is how that intro goes. So you call, let me know if you like that one, you didn't like it. (laughs) Right. Right. You can let me know, but that is my favorite pattern interrupts. Again, I, I train that pretty frequently. A lot of people tell me that it helps them and it's helped them schedule more meetings. So I continuously talk about it because I've seen people use it at work, right? Otherwise I wouldn't really speak to it. So that is my favorite pattern up again. Hopefully I answered the question. You all can let me know in the chat, like it, love it, not don't want to use it. It doesn't matter to me, but I really wanted to just share that with you because that one breaks the ice pretty quickly and gets you right into it. And again, it allows for a little bit of ambiguity so then they can open up and have the conversation. So, there's that. All right. So who's next? Who do we have next here? I know we have a couple of people here in the wings. Hello. What is going on? Can you hear me? Hi, uh, can you,
3: oh, am I? Oh, there I am. Sorry, I wasn't popping up on uh, a yeah, your little good, screen there. Look, I can hear you. I can hear you all right, yeah.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So talk Is to that a
3: Mandalorian poster?
0: I suppose. It is. It is. It is. It is. Good call out. It is a Mandalorian poster.
3: Room, Tom,
0: just for yeah, I year. just so we're gonna geek out a little bit, but uh I just got this the Boba Fett bobblehead. Uh, so I'm, you know, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm all Star Wars out. I even all right, y'all are getting y'all going to know me a little bit too well. So I have like a Darth Vader pin holder. There's no pin on it right now, but it's a pin holder too. So you know, we got we got all the stuff over here. <laughs> but talk to us, Raphael. Talk to us. What are your personas? And let's get so, to it um
3: so typically i'm sort of in when i'm just like talking to someone normally outside of work i talk very fast i think and i get quite potentially overly chatty okay so that potentially does come through when i'm doing the pitch uh so it's like a really noticeable effort i need to do to be able to bring it down a touch um so that's always been the sort of the main thing I need to try and focus on, I think, when I'm doing the pictures. Okay. And because my mind tends to be working quite quickly when I'm yeah. doing occasionally when I get an objection thrown at me, I do freeze a little. Um, also I've not I've not been I've only been doing, you know, this sort of sales for uh what was it, August, since the start of the year really. So I'm still, you know, relatively new to it, I guess. Um, so still learning the ropes for some sections, which is why I thought something like this could be, uh, good.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. And everyone says that they're loving your top. It's, it is, oh, it is thank it's a so nice much. shirt. It's a nice shirt. Well, <laughs> nice
3: on the town ahead of me. And I thought I might as well get ready.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Right, right into the town. So that makes sense. I will be able to give you some insights on that. Do you, I think it'd be helpful if you ran through a call and I could probably give you even more insights on it. Cause I, I actually have faced the same thing. And some of you may think I talk fast now, but before it was even worse, no one understood me. So who are your personas, who you're calling? Let's do a mock and then I'll give you some advice.
3: So I work for a company who specializes in it managed services. Okay. So we uh, reach out to companies to, you know, offer to assist them in the rollout of projects around uh, cloud migrations Um, uh, renting space in data centers um, stuff like that really cloud networking and and cyber security are the the big ones and the personas I'm calling are IT managers CTOs uh, occasionally CIOs that sort of sphere of people
0: okay so let's do uh, obvious you said CIO yeah CIO works yeah Okay, cool. Let's go to the CIO and then, yeah, just run me through how you typically go through your intro value prop. I I, immediately on the fast things, I have some tips that become would be for some other people as well. But yeah, give me a ring and then let's get into it. All right. So
3: ring, 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 ring. Hello?
0: Hi, it's Raphael. Raphael
3: Scott calling from Digital Space. Is that Morgan I'm speaking to? Uh, That is. Hi, Morgan. Uh, I was speaking to one of your colleagues a couple of months ago and I was referred to you around this time. Uh, What digital space do is provide IT managed services to organizations just like yours. And I understand that you hold the position of CIO. Is that correct?
0: That is correct.
3: Perfect. So what the reason for the call is, we've been working with a number of different organizations within your industry, helping them to migrate to the cloud, refresh their network infrastructure and implement security solutions. And I was reaching out to understand what you guys uh, are doing or have plans. With regards to IT projects in the next three to six
0: months, yeah, I mean that's a that's a long conversation itself, and we we have a we have a lot of plans, Raphael. Mm,
3: I understand that completely. Well, what I like to do in conversations like this, we can break it down a bit easy, if you like. So, for networking first, networking first, what is your network strategy looking like?
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I would say like. From a networking perspective, you know we're looking just to double down and on our infrastructure. I think there's a lot of things that we're you know looking at right now in terms of like vendors potentially to to increase that. I think that we've had some gaps across the board, so I definitely would say that. Excuse me,
3: sorry, that makes perfect sense. You uh, now you mentioned, of course, you're looking to double down. Your current IC IC supplier are they uh, meeting all of the needs and requirements that you have? No. Okay. And what are the particular needs that you feel should be met um, met to greater effect?
0: Yeah. So I would say like, you know, without diving too much into this, I think my probably VP of IT could probably give you some better insight here, but I just think that our infrastructure isn't as tight as it needs to be. I think there's a couple things that, you know, we're, we're having Whoa. that are like going too slow and that are lagging in terms of our infrastructure. And that's been something we're looking to solve.
3: I understand that completely. Okay. Well, what Digital Space can offer as a part of this is a 20 to 30 minute sit down with a specialist from inside our organization to really hash out what is, exactly it is that, um, that you want doing uh, in the timeframe and budget which you desire. Would that be something you'd be interested in?
0: Potentially. Yeah. OK, sure.
3: Well, if you like what I can do, I can send you over a couple of links to some case studies uh, with um, with information on uh, organizations we've worked with that are relevant to your sector. Uh, and if you like, we can arrange a call for uh, Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock where we can we can go over what you thought of them and see if you would like to book in a meeting. Then if you like, how does that
0: sound to you? Yeah. What, what are these links again? I, I, I get a lot of links, man. I just want to make sure that I'm looking at the right stuff. Absolutely. Well, I can send
3: you over an email now while we're on the phone. So you can just let me know if it pops up with with my name there in big letters. And it'll just be a link to our, uh, our a page on our website uh, with all of the case studies which would be relevant to you. Uh, so the list of all the organization we've worked with and what exactly it is we've done for them. Okay. So Peppett, I can send that over to you now. Just let me know when it comes through. And from there, uh, I'll let you um, sit down and have a read of them. And we can arrange a call for Tuesday at 10 to see what your thoughts were.
0: Yeah, I just I just saw the email.
3: Perfect. Well, actually, that's was, that was perfect. I was just about to ask if you could just confirm the email to make sure I have the right <laughs> one. Uh, but brilliant. Right. What I can do then, Morgan, I'll send you over a calendar invite just so we both remember to uh, have that call on Tuesday. Uh, we'll get have your thoughts. And if you, if you like the look of it, we can arrange a, a proper in-depth conversation with one of our specialists. Sounds good.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you very much for your time, Morgan. All right. Cheers. Have a good day. Have a good one. Bye. All right, cool. Uh, let's give Raphael some love here. I'll give you a round of applause, as I always do. So good job, good job, good job. All right, so let's tackle into a couple things. I think a couple people mentioned a couple things in the chat. If you all want to go into what your feedback is, you know, we're, we're open to hearing that. I want to talk about a couple things. I don't know if we lost... Raphael here we wanted to see if we get some feedback we lost him here but the thing is is that like a lot of people said it the confidence was there and I felt the confidence now as you all know I'm not I have never been a CIO over my life so I can't really dive into those pain points I wish I could but I can't I think we would have been able to Oh, here he's back I think we would have been able to dive into this a little bit more. I think if we would, oh, you're good. I think we could have dove in this a little bit more if I actually knew what a CIO did because you were asking really good questions. So I probably would have been able to like answer those if I had the experience and then we would have done better, but we did what we had to do there. And I think you did a good job of asking those pain obstacle related questions, right? You were willing to dig deep. I think that was great. A lot of people mentioned it. You did a great job on transitioning. You didn't just let me get away. You said I'm gonna send you an email, but I'm gonna send a follow call. And I was like, okay, <laughs> right? Like, okay, I see you, right? That's good, right? I see what's go. I see what you're trying to do there. So I think that was a amazing job that you did. And I'm trying to see what else I had here. Uh, I think you also did a great job of going into the reason for the call, and you you had a great reason on what that is. So I think that was key there. I don't I don't know about y'all. I don't think it was incredibly fast you made it seem like you were like speed racer over here but it wasn't it wasn't that it was like oh my gosh over overwhelmingly fast i think you did a good job of really controlling the conversation so here are things to consider so one thing that see yeah yeah, one thing that i would have you, you you did a good job of getting the meeting but there's a there's a thing that you could ask too so when i said potentially you could have followed up and said, like, what potentially about this do you like and what are things that you think I'm missing? Mm-hmm. I think that would have been a great question right there to then clarify why I'm saying potentially. Why am I not saying yes, but why am I also saying not saying no? Potentially or maybes are something that you want to be able to distinguish very quickly within sales. And I think everyone here can agree. So if you hear a maybe or potentially, it's like, okay, what may potentially and then what what is concerning you, right? Because if you're saying potentially there's a concern, why, what's going on? Can we identify that following up with that question really key there? So I wanted to add that. I think also as well, you don't need to clarify title. I don't know if anyone else does this, but clarifying title does, does nothing for you. It doesn't do anything for you at all. When you're on a call, I want you all to think about every single sentence and question you ask is leading getting a close on the meeting, clarifying my title doesn't inherently do that. you're either that title or you're not, and you're going to tell me you're not, and then we're going to move forward, but LinkedIn and cognizant and all these data tools, right? I think across the board really help, right? You get into the right direction. So I would just say the, the title question, I would keep that out, get to your reason for the call faster, right? So you can get to where you need to go. So that's what I would say there. You did the subject line. You ended the call well. I also want to call out that you did a good job on like when I said, um, I was like, yeah, I don't really know. And you went into like the buckets of like how you all help. I think that was a great job. And hopefully people pick that up. Last thing that I'll say is when you're talking fast on a cold call. Now, if you already listen to my cold calls, I actually don't talk that fast. I talk like way slower than I am right now. And I pace and I pause a lot. So there's two things that I did to slow down my talk track when I was making calls. One is I would pause a lot and I would encourage you to do this as well. Like when I would finish talking, I would, I would, my point was done and I would let them talk when they finished talking. I would wait like one second, like 1.5 seconds before I answered whatever they had to allow myself to process what's going on and allow myself to really, get into that moment i found out that when i answer things too quickly i talk way too fast and it's not helpful so i don't I, I i got i got away from that the second thing is this is just like something that you could do but i don't have it i don't have it near me i used to have them at my desk but i have like these like stress balls or whatever so as i'm on call calls like i will just like do this and then it reminded me to slow down and not talk as fast and then really be in a good pace and flow Point where i don't necessarily need them anymore but when i used to talk on the phone i would have that ball and just like squeeze it as i was talking fast as a reminder to slow down because i was just saying a lot of things that people couldn't comprehend right and you want to be chatty because that's like part of your personality but it's also just understanding you can ramp up to that but you don't want to start off that hot you want to start easing yeah. into it over time so that's my advice there Obviously, I'll open up to your feedback and your questions you have based on what I said, but that's the way that I would see it.
3: Mm. I mean, yeah, that makes perfect sense, everything you've said there. I mean, it's that I use currently in place of the uh, stress. Yeah, boring, yeah.
0: Just yeah. of,
3: give it a spin, you know, but um, yeah, it's not as easy to squeeze, I guess, because it is
0: pretty <laughs> solid. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, something, right, something there, right, that you can that you can do and uh, yeah. yes, Deepak, yes, I've mentioned that in other webinars uh, before, right? Just like softball, whatever it is, like it allows you to help. Like right now, I have this marker. I'm taking notes, but it's still helpful. Like having yeah. something, if you talk fast, having something else going on that you can touch or feel will slow down that talk track for all my fast talkers out there. And hopefully that's helpful. It, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you very much. Awesome. Raphael, thank you. And you're going to be our last guest because we won't. We have about 12 minutes left and we won't have time for another person. So Ashley said it in the chat. If you want to have an opportunity to do this again, uh, put it in the chat. We're going to be continuously doing these. So this isn't going away. (laughs) It's not going to go away. We don't have time to do another one. Or I would, but we don't have the time to. So if you want to do this again, please go ahead. Email Ashley and let us know. You'll definitely be the first, one of the first people to go the next time. Again, we want to be timely. We want to be uh, efficient here. I know that people have calls after this, so don't want it to go long here. We want to make sure that we can do what we need to do here. So people had some questions. I saw like multiple questions come through, but if you could put your question again in the, okay, well, cool. We have one up here. If you have any additional questions, please feel free to put them in the chat uh, and we will answer them. And I know what we did a lot of variations of cold calling and, and mocks and things of that nature. I'm curious for you all in the audience, all who well, we got a hundred and I think 120 ish people listening in here. Appreciate you staying on to this point. Let me know because the feedback is helpful. We want to make sure that this is impactful for you and this is valuable for your time in the chat. If y'all could please, <laughs> if you have found this to be helpful, Put helpful in the chat. If you have found this to be helpful, put helpful in the chat because I I just want to make sure that this time is useful for you, right? I don't want you to be like, Morgan, this was
2: Morgan, this is not for me.
0: But if it is, like we want to know because we want to continuously do this and and bring in new people and elevate this content. So we need to get your feedback to see if it's helpful. I'm seeing it flow through. It looks like it is massively helpful for people. and, And I really, I really love this. I really love this. So no, this feedback is extremely helpful for me and also for the Cognizant marketing team because we're here to help you through this cold calling journey. Like I wish I could pull up my old cold calls from <laughs> from when I started. I was really bad. y'all. I was bad. Like terrible. First call I had, someone told me that I should never never cold call again. So imagine your first cold call when someone picks up, you do your pitch and they're like, yeah, you probably shouldn't do this job anymore really really a confidence boost for me so uh for those of you who come up here we appreciate it it's not easy but we do appreciate you and if you want continuous help feel free to hit me up but it looks like everyone is finding this to be helpful which i love so now with the time we have left uh here we go so zo zoe zoe i don't know how you say your name yes i have called them back i have called them back and the thing is they don't, they don't remember you. <laughs> Most people forget you after five seconds after the call. That's a, that's an additional tip for you. Most people don't remember you. So I did call them back. It was a better call. I ended up getting the meeting. Cause I was like, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna, that's not gonna end well. I'm not gonna let that happen. So yeah, we, I ended up calling them back. Like, I think it was like five months after after I got better and I ended up scheduling a meeting, ended up going well. So it's pretty cool. So let's answer this question. How do you call, how do you do cold calling for a B2B appointment setting? I need, I need like for a, you set up a, you're a lead. I just need context. Are you like a lead generation company? Like a lead, like a, like a out, like an outsource. Let's just say that's what it is. Cause I, we have other questions to answer here. Okay, cool. So here's the thing. I want you all to understand this very, this is very important. There is no perfect pitch. I know maybe I'll see the movie pitch perfect, but that's not what we're talking about. Right. We're not talking about pitch Perfect. There is no perfect pitch. So I want you all to get that out of your head. If you think there's a perfect pitch, if you want to go find that, it's not, it's not gonna happen. Like, I've trained over hundreds and thousands of reps. I've made more cold calls than I can count. There is no perfect pitch. It doesn't exist. Otherwise, someone would have figured it out and this would be easier. So, what I will tell you is, don't think about what the most perfect pitch is. Think about What is the most helpful and impactful pitch that I can have for my customers? What is going to pique their interest the most? This is going back to what we talked about. So I don't know the exact of your business. Now that I understand what it is, you have to figure out, there's a lot of outsourcing companies, what about your company is unique and how are you going to intrigue someone to take that meeting? There's a lot of these companies, a lot of them, what makes you unique? What makes anyone unique is their customers and what results they get for their customers. So it's not the, (laughs) Aaron, I love that. It's not pitch perfect. Pitch perfect is a good movie, by the way. I'm not hating on pitch perfect. It's a good movie. But I'm not talking about the perfect pitch. I'm talking about what is the pitch that's the most impactful and valuable for your customers? And that is the results that you bring to your customers. So I want you to take this and ask yourself, what results have we gotten for our customers and how can I create that into an impactful pitch? That is how you do cold calling for outsourcing B2B. And that's how you're going to be able to scale this. So hopefully that's helpful. Maybe it's not the answer you were looking for, but it is the answer that you should be striving towards. So there's my, there's that. Cool. I think we have a couple more questions that came through here. I think marketing is going to put them up here. Amazing. So, how to start a call if you're a startup and don't have examples of clients you served and solve their problems. We're a consulting and digital marketing firm. Okay. This is a great question. Is anyone else dealing with this? Anybody else starting something out and they don't have examples from different clients that they can, that they can speak to. This is actually a really good question. So if you don't have results, how do you present it? So you're doing two things here. So, and the reason I know this is because when I was an SDR, I was the 20th employee and I was the fourth. Yeah, I was the fourth SDR. And we we had clients, but we weren't like, we didn't have all the use cases in the world. So we had to sell a vision and then we had to sell the services. And we had to find that client, right? That we needed to speak to, right? to get To get a client in the first place. So the thing is, is that you're going to be doing a lot of volume to test to see what works and what doesn't. If you don't have those client testimonials yet, sidebar, I'd go find someone that maybe you could do a quick service for, maybe like a three-month spin around. I know you don't probably want to do this, but a three-month spin around, get a client testimonial so you have something. Let's say you have nothing, right? Let's just go with nothing. All you're going to do is just speak to what you know. Regardless of the client results that you have, you know what they're looking to solve. You know you know what the vision of what you're looking to solve. So what you're doing is selling vision. Hey, we know, let's just say, for example, we know right, in, right now in the market, because I did a little bit of digital marketing, so this is like an example. We know in the market right now that less than 1% of leads turn into revenue. How are you currently addressing to make sure your leads turn into revenue? Okay, that's a good question. So then it's like, hey, as of right now, like, we're, we're just getting into this digital marketing space. But what we found is this is a massive issue. Here's what we're doing to, to solve that. You're talking about here's what we're doing to solve it. We don't have the clients yet, but this is what we're looking to do, right? Because your goal is you want to paint a vision to where they're like, that is a problem that I that I'm currently facing today. And you sell the vision well enough that they're like, I want to attach myself to that brand because they're looking to solve that mission. I want you to think about that. It's you're selling vision, then you're selling service. Where in some cases it's, I'm selling the service because I have the clients already. So here it is. You're selling vision and you're selling service. So it's two different types of sales. And, And I've trained and coached a couple of companies on this and they had to get into vision selling, and then you have to get into service selling. So Lisa, for you, it's what is the vision that you have with the consulting and digital marketing firm? From my understanding, there's a lot of consulting and digital marketing firms. What's making you different from all these other people out here. You have to sell vision on the call. Then once you get them to agree to vision, then you can do the service. Sell a great person who just did that. I think earlier, right. Is I think David came up here and he did that, right. He sold the vision of like, Hey, this is like, he asked questions around certain things, but then he sold the vision of, Hey, here's the suggestions I have. Here's the service on the book. Right? So. Lisa, great. Talk about what that unique model is. And you're going to sell the vision of that unique model to whoever you're calling, right? Now, if this is a discovery call, it's different than a cold call, but you have to think about that, right? So sell that vision. People buy into the vision, then you're selling on the service. Hey, well, you believe in that vision? We actually have an answer to that. Here's the answer. So I'll say it one more time. Vision selling than service selling. Some of you might not be in that bucket. You might just be on service selling with your clients already. Amazing. But we're going vision selling, service selling. All right. Totally everyone understands that. For at least for you, Lisa, and everyone else that said yes. What's your vision of your company? You have clients, but you have a vision. You created the company, the firm. Why? Here's our vision. Wow, okay, that vision makes sense to us. Great, then now you have to do service selling. Harder on a cold call. I'm not saying this is easy. (laughs) It's a lot harder. But you have to think about how do we sell vision? How do we sell service? How do we sell vision? How do we sell service? Right? That's what we're doing there. So Lisa, hopefully that's helpful. I can dive a little bit deeper. We have two minutes left. But that's how you need to think about it. I'll wait to see if you have feedback. All right. So as we wait for Lisa to answer here, uh, I just want you all to think about that. Cool. So I just want you all to think about that right? Think about vision selling. Think about service selling. If you don't have clients yet, figure out how that unique model is going to work on how you're cold calling or doing a call. You got to sell vision first. Otherwise, they're not, going to, they're not going to buy it. Once you get clients, you don't have to do that anymore as much. You can still do it, but you don't have to do as much because you have, right? You have the pieces. So, yo, I, if someone has a quick fire question, we got two minutes. So if someone has something that's like quick, you can ask. Otherwise, we're about to get out of here. So, you know, shout out to Kim appreciate it glad you enjoyed the session shout out to kamal Hopefully i said that right thank you for that everyone who said helpful amazing right i really really do i really do appreciate y'all glad everyone enjoyed this session i enjoy hanging out with you all as well and 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 here's the thing y'all as as we do these like give us feedback like even if it's like i don't like morgan's hat like <laughs> I don't think anyone's gonna say that but the thing is like if you like genuinely if you have feedback on how to improve this my whole thing is how to make these interactive and helpful for you all and partnership with cognizant you know and diving more into these cold calls we could continuously elevate it too so just let us know but i enjoyed hanging out with you all today if you are a continuous guest show some love posted this on social you know screenshot it and said hey this is what i learned today uh definitely able to do that michael great question Marketing team, I don't know when the next one will be. They will let you know. We'll figure that out and let you know. We have some conversations around that. But yeah, shout us out on social, right? Shout us out, shout out on social. Tell us you went to the Cognizant Webinar. Tell us what you learned this week, right? And we're willing to dive into it. So people are asking how to, that's, that's those are marketing questions. I know we're ending now. Ashley, I don't know if you want to drop that in there before we do hop off. Uh, if you want to add in on what that is, on what the next session is. How do you find out about more sessions? Ashley's going to drop that information in here, but otherwise y'all were at the hour and I respect people's time. If you have any more questions, make sure, right. You reach out to Ashley here. She's got the information. I'll keep this up for a minute. Go check out this information. We're going to be doing more of these. If you want weekly, give that feedback to Ashley. If enough people say weekly, like we might, we could do it, but it's it's up to y'all. It's up to y'all. So again, I appreciate rocking with you all. Hope you have a blessed day. Some of you are already going out. Raphael's heading to the town. I wish I'm about to eat lunch. So he's heading to the town. So y'all have a good one and have a blessed one.